0: So today's daf is Daf Mem Gimel, forty-three. We pick up uh, at the very bottom of uh, Mem Betamut Mudbet and we have we're sort of on a little bit of a digression, um, which is only slightly that the pasuk we're going through darkening the psukim, and the question is why does it say? Uh, uh, which I don't have written there but after here it says <laughs> and it's you have and the Akiva said is to tell you that look first you know the people here are dead so who are you paying the kofir to you're paying it to the heirs and the same way you would pay it to the descendants of the man you pay it to the descendants of the woman and the khirish there is you don't pay it to the husband even though the husband normally inherits his Wife, so the mother says. Well, it's because this debt comes after the woman is dead, and therefore uh, the husband only inherits his wife in terms of money that she was had or was entitled to. We'll see entitled to in a minute when she was alive, because that's when there was that bond. So then, when she died, it passed on to him. But money she gets or becomes entitled to after she dies, there's no longer a bond with him. It goes down to her heirs. Okay, stipulated
1: in a will or something like that, right? But... Yeah,
0: but wills are different. Well, you can't uh, you can stipulate in a will something that's going only come after your death. Anyway, so the mother says here at the bottom of an embedment bet, Um Ezekiel Lo, three lines from the bottom middle of the line, or near towards the end of the line, Ubn Ezekiel Lo, Amarabhi Akiva, would Rebbe Akiva say that a woman's heirs would not collect normal damages, which would be a debt incurred during life, so if a woman was damaged and somebody owed her money, or the owner of the ox owed her money, and then the woman died, where would that money go? So what we've been saying now is that logically it should go to the husband, and Rebbe Akiva would agree that in that case it would Go to the husband. It wouldn't go to the heirs. But is that really true? Vatan um, we turn uh, to Baisa. Hika The case in the Torah: A man smote a woman, and she miscarried. nezek So the nezek and the tzar goes to the woman. She's the one that actually suffered the. You know, the, the the injury and the pain. And the rest of it too. And the rest of it too, right. Boshet, whatever. Exactly. But the one thing the Torah makes clear is that the payment for the fetus, that goes to the husband. Okay. Now let's say the husband is no longer around when it comes time to pay. He died. No, same your shav, you give it to his heirs. Fine. isha. If the woman is not around, there should be no sein, not no senes. No sein, sheha. If the woman isn't around, you give to her heirs. So here's a case where a woman suffered injury in her life. She died. And it says you give to her heirs, not to her husband. What's that about? Okay? I mean, it didn't say that this is Rabbi Akiva's position, but we don't hear anybody arguing. Okay? Um, now, Haisa let's say it was a different case. We're not going to focus on this, but this is the end of the Breite, uh, about a, uh, a a slave that was freed, Ogyur. Or, the, or a woman who had converted, and Raji says, and presuming that she basic, um, and in that case she died. So in that case she died, she's got no heirs. no heirs. So what happens? So this is money that you know you owe to a ger. That, that now the gear is dead, any even property a gear owned would be would be you know kol hakodem zaka. Nobody's to inherit. It's hefker. So in this case Zaha you ke- get to keep the money that you owe. Okay. Anyway, we're not gonna focus on that. But we have the problem that why when the woman dies do you give it to her heirs and not to the husband if it was a debt incurred when she was alive. So Amaraba Bigrusha, she's divorced. Okay Vukhayna Amravdach Bigrusha, she's divorced. Okay? Now we're gonna have to ask the question when was she divorced? Raji says at least initially we're talking about that she got divorced after the injury occurred. Okay, when the injury occurred, then she was married, so you owe the the meivladot to the husband, right? Because that's what the Torah says. He was still the husband at that time. Afterwards, they got divorced, and then so now you owe—you still owe—you haven't paid up your debt. The nezek and the tsar to the woman. She dies. If she dies without being married, then her husband doesn't inherit her. Or heirs inherit her. So it all makes sense. Okay. The Gemara says, "Ami me One minute. If it was the case of a grusha, why do you still pay the dmei vladot to the husband, right? The Gemara assumes here that the reason the dmei vladot go to the husband is somehow because it's sort of like somehow sort of through the wife or because... It's a little funny because... It's it, like it, 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 but, but what? It's like something like that. like that, something like so, that. Excuse. So, meaning, if the Gemara's question was... If the Nezek occurred after the divorce why do you pay to the husband that makes a lot of sense he's out of the picture after the divorce why do you pay the husband but here if it occurred before the divorce the Nezek which is how Rashi sets it up okay then like why is that such a problem at the time of the Nezek the husband you know the husband they were married you owed the money to the husband why should that change who you owe the money to right if they get divorced afterwards but let's assume that the most question is the Nezek occurred after the divorce so the Nezek occurred after the divorce, so the husband should be out of the picture. Why do you owe the money to the husband? So Ami with me she should get a portion of the Dmeiv or, or the whole thing. The Torah awarded the Dmeiv to the husband. ball he doesn't have to be the husband. He just has to be the father. Okay, so even if they had sex out of marriage, right? So in this case. they had sex in marriage, conceived in marriage, and then got divorced. So, but even, and and they just weren't married at the time. But even if they had sex out of the context of marriage, there was never marriage here, okay, nevertheless, he is still the father. And it is the father that gets the dame vlados, not the, um, not, not the husband. Okay, so even if they were divorced at the time of the nezek, he gets the dame vlados. My time, what's the reason? It calls him the baal. It doesn't say, I mean, I don't know what other words that the Torah had, actually. It couldn't say ish haisha. Okay, but since it uses the word baal, which means boel, as a word that describes husband, but focuses on the act of sex, we understand that it means as long as he was the one that had sex with this woman, meaning conceived the child, it was his child. He's awarded it even if he's not the husband at the are time of really the Nezak. now? Well, the question is actually the like a a father more involved. You don't, you don't,
1: you know, like well, he I
0: would say evolve? the I would say more than that. You know, according to Halacha, um, and I should have checked this out with, a, with, a, with a, but 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 but, but I'll, I can try to check it out and get back to you. But according to Halacha, the basic point is that Halakha says in the case of divorce, let's say there are already children in the case of divorce. Who does the halacha say the children go to? So the general rule is that the halacha says that the children go to the father, unless the children are very young, very young, like I forget, up to four or five or whatever, and need the mother. Now, later halacha developed to always basically say you keep an intre- it's the best interest of the child, you know, sort of like adopting a dina, the dina type of an approach. But, according to the, but the basic assumption had been that the father is welcome to the patriarchy, right? It's Avram, Yethro, right? The children are seen as the father's children, okay? So that presumably is also why the dmei vlados are to the father. So the question is, what happens in a case of, you know, a classic case of a, uh, what's it called? Of a, uh, of a, what, what what are those suits called? not paternity, paternity suit. suit, right? What would you have if somebody is the father but they were never married? Are they also seen as fundamentally his child, right? I don't know the answer to that. Um, it's, right? It's one thing to say in the context of a patriarchy of a legitimate child born in the context of marriage, they're seen fundamentally as the father's children and not as the as as the wife's children. But in the case of, of conception outside of marriage, right? Would it be the same? I really don't know the whole lot they of aren't that. Born what? You, you can differentiate between a born child which is a patriarchy and an unborn child because you, you also have a constant of Um that's true that's a good point that's a good point so but 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 all the more reason that this is a chiddish. this is both out of, out of redlock and it's her own body mm-hmm. and we still see it as you award the domain vlados to the father not the husband but to the biological father so it's quite a chiddish, and I do wonder what that case would be that if it wasn't a woman suing for support for you know, for um, um, paternity, but, but but it was the man suing for custody. Like right, in that case where they had a child out of wedlock, I wonder if the same assumption would would play. But that's quite a shocking Gemara. Now, if you want even more shocking, look at Tosfos. Asifu ba Tos says me Rabbi Akiva ba al Imo Baal Achoto. Let's say the child is a mom There he had and he had sex with a woman he couldn't marry. Okay, Yochal Afu Baal, um, baal. it has to be at least that it was possible for them to have been a married couple okay so it's the father but not just the biological father in a case where it was possible for them to be married so that's a big chiddish now that the money goes even if they're not married just to goes to the biological father okay but that's how we've explained why if she's divorced then the if she dies the money passes on to the heirs because she's not married to her husband anymore Back to the Gemara. The so Nukman could go in go in the most thing one minute. It's now going to reference a debate that we have elsewhere in Baba Basra about a question of when is something considered Roi or muhzak? Um And this is exactly the idea we used a minute ago for the husband. The principle is that a Biho, a firstborn, gets double portion on the property that was already under the control of the father when he died. The property that became came to the father after he died, the, he does not get double portion. So here would be an, an extreme example. The father had a lottery ticket, and he won the lottery after he died. Okay, the before would not get a double portion. It was only money that was under the father's control. Now, let's say the father had a debt. Uh, he had an, a, a credit. He had, somebody owed him money okay and he had the star he just hadn't collected the debt yet would that be and then the then the debt was collected or paid after the father died would the Bechor get double or not okay so Rabba so so there's a debate here whether it is between Rabba and Rav Nachman whether he whether the debt was paid with money or with land so let's read that the Amma the Amma Rabba Gabu Karka yeshlo. if they collected land with that debt then he is considered to have been under the Father's possession, even though it was only collected after the father died, it was considered to have been under the father's possession, and the bechor gets a double portion. Gablmos ema, but not money. Why? And the reason being, well, because you have a lien against land, land you can't take away. We always knew the land was there. Was so with, was only by a star then. By a star. So no, we always exactly. No. So we always knew the land was there, and therefore, even when the father died, the debt hadn't been collected. It was like it had been collected. There was a lien on the land, and nobody was stealing the land. The land wasn't going anywhere where but if you got money, who knew you would have ever been able to collect money off of this thing and that's like something that's like winning the lottery, taking out exactly whatever, that wasn't considered already in your possession. Okay. Ravnachman says the verse. Govu Mos Yeshlo, Karka No, no, no. It says if you collect money, now we're talking specifically that it was a loan. So if Naaman says, if you, got, you lent $100, and after the father died, he got back $100, we view it as, as the same $100. It's not literally the same $100. It's not the same bills, okay? But since it was money that was lent and money that was gotten back, you view it as money that was always in the estate, okay? Whereas if it was karka that was collected, you know, that's, that's like a whole other process. It requires getting based involved the whole thing, and clearly it's something new, okay? So anyway, that's the debate of whether the Bekor would get Tishnaya. Why is it relevant here? Because we're assuming the same thing is true about the husband collecting from his wife. Remember we said when she, money was owed to her after she died, the cofair, he doesn't inherit it. The husband only inherits his wife property that was under her control at the moment that she died. So, here we have an exact case about, let's figure out what exactly constitutes under her control. She was damaged, injured in her life money was owed to her. That money is now going to get paid right after she died. Okay, because that's what it said. The woman isn't around and now it's time to pay the money. Well, according to Rabbi and Rav Nachman, based on whether you pay cash or whether you pay karka, should determine whether you view it as if that money was always under her control. So in the case where you're paying, let's say, karka, according to Raba, and the money was now seen as always under her control, you're right. The husband should inherit why did the brightest say her heirs inherited, not the husband? Because it was paid in cash. It wasn't paid in carca. So even though the money was owed before she died, it's not considered to be at her money for the husband to inherit it if it only gets paid after her death and paid in a way that based on carca or, mon- or cash, it's seen as new funds under her control and not money that was always under her control. Yes.
1: Interestingly, the uh, you want to address the question, Is do you have like an automatic lien on the guy property for
0: this cofer, or is it just whatever of um, well, by normal Nezek you do have an automatic lien um, like it's Milvak Suva Vittar 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 B- Damya yeah. by Kufar it gets to the whole question of Kufar Kapara and I'm not sure if it would be different or not so I'd have to check that Okay, but so the Gemara, anyway the Gemara says so look yes it's true she was owed the money and you were thinking oh <laughs> she was owed the money then it should go to the husband no not just because she's owed the money doesn't make it under her control and it might depend between Rabba and R so the Gemara says, um, only you could say, no, that debate of Rabban Rev Nachman was a debate of the, based on the B'nai Marava according to the rabbis, which is like meaning a whole position in the Gemara, which we, we're not doing right now. But they were debating within a certain position that said that fundamentally there's a problem when you collect a loan that was not money yet under your control. And therefore it's a question if the Bechor gets double. Ki kamihachot to Rebbe. We're saying here according to Rebbe. Rebbe said whenever you collect a loan after death, it's like the money was always under the control and the Bechor does get a double portion. So within the position of Rebbe, that's that's our question. Rebbe assumes if the money was owed during life, then even if it was paid after death it's considered like that money was always under the control and the before gets a double portion and that's why we wanted to know why would the woman's heirs get it if the money was already owed under life okay so you got the idea a, a husband inherits his wife if they are married at the time of death <laughs> and if the money's under her control at the time of the death in the case of the cofair, that money only becomes under her con- uh, only owed her after so the husband doesn't inherit in the case of divorce so, at the time of the death, they're not married, so the husband doesn't inherit. How about money owed when they were she was alive and paid after her death? Okay, that's the last thing we're talking about. So according to some opinions, it might matter, did she, was it paid with karka or cash? And based on what it was paid with, it would have been considered either to have been under her control and the husband would inherit, or not under her control and the husband would not inherit. And that could have explained this, Breitah. But according to Rebbe, Anything that was owed at life, even paid after death, is always considered under her control and therefore always would go to the husband. Okay? So those are the different possibilities within this issue about the husband versus the wife's heirs inheriting her. And along the way we had an interesting insight into the Dame Vlado that it's not about being the husband, it's about being the father. Now the Gemara continues. Um Shuer puter me Shloshim Shkalim. Okay. Now here remember I told you a while ago to think about whether the paying of Kofar and stoning the ox have to come together can you have a case if you don't stone the ox you would still pay Kofar now we actually had a case about that just a little while ago right we were talking about when uh, Rabbi Akiva said to Rebbe whoever it was Rebbe Eliezer how could you be paying half if you, the ox is going to get stoned and Rebbe Eliezer said it was Rebbe Eliezer said no 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 it was it was de it tried to kill an animal and killed a person so that would was a scenario where you're not going to stone the ox but you're still going to pay the cofair. okay or we had a discussion before about a regal right, which wasn't the kavana so until now we've been assuming you can have a case where you don't stone the ox and if there's no death you still pay kofir now we are going to revisit that question and look at two cases number one the shloshim show eved you don't stone the ox because here it says right no no normally you do right. but if you don't stone the ox would you pay the shloshim Shaleved and we're going to go back and look at the case of cofair which until now we've been assuming they can become they, they can become separate what would be but now we're going to question that if you don't pay the, if you don't stone the ox in a scenario you don't stone the ox would you still pay the, the cofair? yes
1: also the Shor Yisakel right, is this right.
0: Carolina, but we never directly address whether you pay the cofare by the fit in. right that was where I first raised that question correct so we never addressed it's it and you don't you don't stone but the Gemara never addressed the question would you pay kofar? we would assume yes well maybe it depends if you made it it on somebody I would hope the answer would be yes if somebody else did it then maybe you're an onus or something we'd, have, we'd never really exp- got, got to the bottom of that so let's take a look now at what Reish Lukish says I'm Reish Shemin Lukish says Eved if we're dealing not with the Kofer case but the Shloshim Shal Eved and you're not going to stone the ox because it's Shalobi kavana. Shloshim you're they are immediately juxtaposed pay the 30 and stone the ox so they got to come together whenever you're stoning the ox you pay your 30 if you're not stoning your ox you're not going to pay your 30 now I just want to pause and ask a question if you had to decide of the two Kofir and the Evid. which one should be more linked, that the payment should be more linked to the stoning of the ox? What would you say? Is that said you have the case, Kofir right. and Ebed. And Shloshim Shkolin of the Ebed. Kofir for ben Chorin, and Shloshim for an Evid. Which one of those, if, they were, if we were going to link one of those to the goring of the ox, which one? Yeah. Any thoughts?
1: Super.
0: What? I would say Kofar. Because Kofar means it's a kapara, You're of Misa. To some degree, you're lying. It's not just damages. To some degree, right, it's actually like it's, it's a pseudo killing the person through your ox. Okay? You so, Momona, though, well, you say, if yeah, you say it's kapara. It's right. kolfer, what? Then comes skila of the person. Right. right. So that's why, I mean, I'm not saying, that's why I would think that only in a case which is, which is seen as a case of murder where the ox murdered the person and where the ox gets stila maybe that would be only that only in those cases would you pay kofir where shloshim shaleved okay is being paid for damages essentially right we never call him cofair. it's paid for the monetary loss so even if you're not going to gore the ox stone the ox your ox still caused damage to this person's property here's a perfect example you don't pay shloshim shaleved if the ox gored your own slave right it is not because of the loss of life there it's because of the loss of, property, of the owner of the slave. So that would be the case I would think would be most unrelated to the stoning of the ox. But interestingly, until this point, we've been assuming you can pay kofir without stoning the ox. That's Those are the cases we discussed a minute ago. And Rachel is saying, ah, but when it comes to the Eved, then okay, at least he's, not, he's not contrasting it, I'm contrasting it. But he says, when it comes to the Eved, the Pusuk puts them right together. And in that case, if you don't stone the ox, you're not going to pay shloshim shal evad. Yes.
1: Of course, it's, it's disturbing.
0: disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> it's profoundly disturbing. Yes. Okay, but thank you for saying that explicitly. Yes.
1: I just played to you yesterday about the is it
0: a cooler or is it a chumrah? We had the whole
1: question about avad right thirty. And we said it's in kitzah. I mean, sorry, it's just a kids It's right. It's just it's arbitrarily right. So it's not related. It's not related in any sense to. I mean, it's not related to anything to Nezek. the. Nezet. Uh, right, but it's not
0: related to the body of the shore. Right, right, right. That's true, yes. Oh, I see. So it even is more to tax it that way. Right, right. That's true from that per- payment perspective. Right. Okay. How do you have an unintentional
1: killing?
0: tried to kill an animal and accidentally killed a slave. It's
1: not, be, in other words, not goring the slave, it's actually just killing the,
0: by accident. Yeah, I try, it might have tried to kill something else, but it wound up killing the slave. That's like we had before. It tried to kill an animal and in fact accidentally killed a slave. Okay. Um, okay. Um, if you stone the ox, you pay 30. But if you don't stone the ox, you don't pay 30 i Now, so again, we start with the case. That scene is more obvious based on the pasuk, less obvious based on the logic, but more obvious based on the pasuk. I'm a Great. Now let's apply that to a case of kofar. If an ox goes a free person, um Shaloba Kavana, mi kofar, exempt from kofar against things we were saying earlier. Shene hashroyi sakel, the shot a Love, the so you shot love. Now that is not nearly as closely juxtaposed as the case of Eva. Got a lot of words between them. But nevertheless, it says stone the ox and then pay the kofar so therefore there it's also cannot combined cold bunch beskila um the misham in kofar if you still in the occupant you your cover and if you beskila if it's okay. going to be a scenario you don't feel okay. the ox.
1: Okay.
0: I understand but it's not like literally like the exact next phrase yeah. and, no it's not I sure you suck out of the kofar yashit Allah I know Michael it is not as closely juxtaposed as keses lo she's going the hashur that Sakel. you the two verbs there, one word away from each other, okay, it's much more distant here, um, um, okay but if the, the, you're not going to stone the ox you're not going to take Kofair, okay, so we said if I, so that, as we said, makes more logical sense, but in the Gemara that's stage two, and in the Psukim it's less closely juxtaposed okay, A.C. Abai, Abai will ask Hemi Shoryeth Poloni, Shoroshel ploni. somebody admits, right, so you're Mojah, you don't have witnesses, My ox killed somebody or killed somebody's ox you pay based on your own admission you're not a motive agnostic if you say Max killed an ox, then you're moder be momon. So, you know, the admission of an owner in terms of a monetary debt is kemeah edim. If you're moder be kofar, kofar isn't knas. Kofar is kapara. So it's like you're that you have to bring a korban. Like, I did a sin, I have to bring a korban khatas. Okay, so in those cases, you pay. Okay? Hareza um, Mishal, my love My kofar. I so you see that you Now, but the only thing is, if you admit that your ox gored, are you stoning the ox? No right you're not stoning the ox so you see here's a case where you're not stoning the ox and you're paying Kofar my love Kofar don't you well, see you're paying pink co- because you only stone the ox sure. you only stone the ox in the scenario you would stone a human being you need to have two witnesses you know you would not stone the ox based on somebody's own admission uh, you uh, need
1: the a, is
0: the issue. okay so the same way you wouldn't you wouldn't execute a person based on their own admission you don't execute an ox based on the owner's admission you need to have objective witnesses. Witnesses, Okay, you treat it like a murder trial. Well, of <laughs>
1: the order of the I understand. Of the so you have an incentive to pay me We house. haven't
0: seen it yet. Okay, you're right. It's coming up. We haven't seen it yet. Okay, so but mean, it is But it is very, very clear that that's the case. You have an incentive
1: Based on the value of ox. As if, as if, if your, your value is more than Shoshim Shkaleem, you might as well always say you pay me Because otherwise, you, want, you know, because you're paying less by paying the co-fair.
0: What? What, what? What's an I mean, it? A questionable case,
1: like you'd, you're, you'd rather not have your, op- sure. your ox your, your
0: your admission doesn't get you out of it getting stoned. It just okay. doesn't obligate you. Okay. So my love, I into Yes. Time, it's yeah. yeah to absolutely. Out. Okay. Uh, same way. Same way. It doesn't get you out of getting executed if you committed a crime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's only by knast that your admission might get you out of, not by actual execution. Okay. Uh, uh, killing the ox is an execution. Okay. Uh, All right. There you go. Yeah. You. How long were you waiting for that? Mishalimah be oxbow. My love Kofar. So here you have a case of admission where you don't have witnesses, so you're not going to stone the ox. You don't have witnesses, you're not going to stone the ox, but you're going to pay. So you see, you pay Kofar without stoning the ox. So the Gemara says, low dummy, no. In that case, you're not going to pay Kofar. What you are going to pay is monetary compensation. Now, this is a huge, big Chiddush the Gemara is coming up with and is going to stay with us for the rest of the Dath to figure it out. If you might remember from the beginning of the Masechet, I've been pointing out to you that even putting ideas of kimlei aside, you never have a monetary compensation for the accident, for loss of life, for taking somebody's life. Okay, taking somebody's life is either, either Ritzikha, or you go into Galus, or you pay a Kofar, whatever. Ever, but you don't pay a monetary compensation. What the Gemara here is saying is, is that that might not be true if you didn't kill the person yourself. If you kill the person yourself, then it's never gonna be dealt with in terms of a civil suit. It is never gonna be compensation. But if your ox kills a person, you might actually be a case where you pay compensation, not co-fair. And the Gemari sort of sees this as like an, alterna- as like an alternative. It's like the fallback position. The first thing the Torah says is you pay Kofair. But in a scenario where you wouldn't pay cofair, okay, you would still pay compensation. What so what's the scenario? So according to us right now, the scenario is, if you're not going to stone the ox, and since the cofair is tied in with the stoning of the ox, so if you're not going to stone the ox, you're not going to pay Koffer, but you'll still pay monetary compensation. Which, by the way, makes a lot of sense, right? The Koffer is for being Chai of Misa, and that's only if you stone the ox. But even if it wasn't so wicked to be Chai of Misa, you're still li- you're still responsible for loss of life, so there can still be a monetary like payment. Said, what is this monetary payment? So it's the value of the person's life on the slave market. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, well, one minute, isn't that they have the exact same thing that kofar is? Well, if kofar is demei mazik, it's a different amount. It's the difference between Domain mazik for Kofer and Domain nizak for mamon But if kofar is Domain nizak, what's the difference? So look at Tosvos. Mm-hmm. Tosos says, my life kofar dummy lo- domim. the the intoma either way you're paying for the value of the person on the slave market who cares if you call it kofer you call it or you call it compensation let's say the owner of the ox of the goring ox died if it's compensation then his estate still has to pay it out it's a debt he had during life but if it's kapara so, uh, if a person was mechal Shabbos, you don't bring a korban for him after he died. Okay, he says it's ironic when you are doing it as kapara, the actual reliability is less than when you are doing it as compensation. Okay, but the kapara aspect comes first. Only when kapara isn't 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 true because it's like the shore doesn't get Skiwa then the idea of compensation kicks in. <laughs> Only if the de is demei nizak, then you can say that they're fundamentally the same. Okay. If it's demei mazik, then there could be differences either way. Okay, right. sometimes you could be paying more with Kofer, sometimes you could be paying more with mamon. But it right, depending on who's who's worth more. But if it's demei nizak, you know, then it's then it's always the same amount. Why is it but the same? because whether the whether I'm paying Kofir is Domain nizak or paying Tashlumi is Domain nizak, it's the same amount of money. It's demei nizak. If the amount you pay kofar is the guy's worse on the slave market, and the way you pay compensation is the guy's worse on the slave market, wow. and it's both the same guy, then you're paying the same amount. Mm-hmm. But says nevertheless, actually, kofar would mamon would actually have a more enduring de- enduring debt than kofar. Kofar would only be for the person; Mumon would be on the estate. Kofar was a flat amount, not the no demai Nizak or demai mazik. You're thinking about shloshim 11. That's okay. That's okay. That's so, so let's skip. Uh, a, to that. Let's, more of and again? because shalom kavana would be mamon, and then it would be a oh. debt that would last on the estate even after the guy's death. Okay, if you go two lines down to Tosfos, he says the odious being dummy the kofar the dummy Yocholimchol, the kofar in Yocholimchol. That's a great idea. Let's say the surviving family is says we waive it. We 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 don't need you to pay us. They could say that if it's compensation. But if it's kapara, it's like, I, 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 I'm sorry, you can't waive it. I still have to do this for my atonement. The Iyavi Pshitalan, here's a third possibility. Remember the case of the mm-hmm. Shutzim? Do we say each one pays a half, or each one pays, oh, by the way, the Rambam in that case rules that each one pays full. Because it's kapara, each person needs a full kapara. So it says, that's another Nami um, So if it was dumbing they would obviously each only pay a half. The partners of the ox are killed because it's ultimately about getting the guy compensated. But if it's kapara, then each one would pay a full amount. Okay, so fascinating opportunity to look at different conceptual differences between kapara and mamon, kofar and mamon. But also what's fascinating is we've been con- so consistently denying that there's compensation for human life, and here we're saying actually there would be in a case where there's no kofar, you would actually do compensation. Not when you ki- when a person killed a person, but when an ox killed a person. Yes. I don't understand.
1: So like how does that I'm trying to Yeah,
0: I don't know the theological answer. I can tell you the practical answer is is that you don't bring a korban for somebody after they die. right? Whether something you do can be a kapara for people, but that's not a, like an obligation that that person or his estate has. Okay, so yeah. now the is like, so. It's sort of like is, is it like uh,
1: having a civil case in a murder in a murder case? Right? Yeah, that's
0: the, what I've been saying all along, like the O.J. Simpson, but the. Yeah. Point is that we we're still never going to say that according to this at least we're never going to say that by case when a a a human took a life but when an ox took a life. Okay, then maybe if it's not a, we're not going to do both, kapara and tashlumen. We're going to start the same way you always start with the criminal. Okay, but if we can't do it for the, for the kapara in this case by the ox, we're going to do the tashlumen. Okay, so now the word says like this. Okay, so that's how we try to explain, here's how you could have payment even though you're not stoning the ox. Idolmi, one minute. If it's payment, compensation, back to the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. Amos safe, let's look at the end of the prata. My ox killed so-and-so slave, then that's Shloshim Shekel, is a knas. You don't do it based on your own admission. Okay? See, e done but one minute. You're not going to stone the ox in that case, because it's on your own admission. So you're not going to pay the Shloshim Shekel, according to this logic. But you should be paying you shouldn't be paying compensation in that case, right? It should follow the same pattern if you're not paying the special the, the arbitrary thing what the Torah says, because you're not going to gore the ox, then we should fall back to the idea of paying compensation if we're dealing with an idea that you're not going the ox and we're dealing with a compensation issue, am I low? so you should pay a compensation of the slave based on your own admission so Amilei, Yechilna the yelecha I could tell you, raise your say for knas the beginning is talking about not paying money, and the end is talking about not paying a knaf. But that's a very weak answer because if we're talking about that, you're not gore, you're not stoning the ox, or you're not dealing with the payments in the Torah, then they're both should be talking about d'mim. And anyway, that's what the Gemara says. I'm not going to give you what I know is a bad answer. Okay, obviously they're both talking about the same issue. If the base is talking about paying compensation, that's the end. I divide They're both talking about compensation. New says, then now we're going to explain that this thing. We just this idea we just introduced that when you're not paying kofar you're going to pay damim is true by a free person but not true by a slave. Now let me ask you about this because this actually makes sense in a simpler way than the Gemara says it. Why do you think by a free person if you don't pay Kofa, you'll do compensation but by a slave if you don't do the Shloshin shekel in the Torah because the shore isn't gourd isn't stone you 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 would not pay compensation. Do you see how? Like it would make more sense to say that there would be a fall back to pay compensation by a free person, but not by the case by the slave any thoughts about that? By a free person if you don't pay the Kofir because you're not stoning the ox the market's is going to say there would be a monetary payment to be paid but by the Eved if you're not going to pay the Shloshim Shekel there would not be a compensation to be paid so Mo will explain it in a minute but I think it makes a lot of sense because the Shloshim Shekel of the Eved is the monetary payment so why should you say oh if you don't pay the arbitrary monetary payment we'll pay a real monetary payment like if for whatever reason we're not doing the monetary payment the Torah San that's the end of it. Right? But by the free person, if you're not doing the kofar, if you're not doing the criminal thing, then we can move on to the monetary payment. So that makes sense, but let's see now how the Gemara explains it. There could be a case where, in the case of a free person, you will pay Kofar based on your own admission. How could that be possible if you can only pay Kofar if the ox is going to be stoned, and you don't stone the ox based on the person's admission? By the following case. The what's the case? The azusadi Vasidu the Katil. Witnesses said this ox gored and killed somebody. So, Yadi Itam have. But they don't know if it's a Tam or it's a mur. So right now, witnesses say it killed somebody, but we don't know Tam or Mu'ad. What would be the halacha right now? What would you do to the ox? stone it, because you stone an ox, whether it's a tam or a muad, would you pay cofair? No, because you don't know it's a muad. Everybody with me here? Yes. The ox killed, so you with witnesses. Because there are witnesses, you're going to stone the ox, but you're not going to pay kofer because you don't know if it's a dam or muad. The Amar, okay, Mare, the master said the muad who? Oh, you know what? I'll admit it. It's a muad. The mishan and I'll be ox-o. You're going to pay kofr on your own admission because the why will you be paying kofr? Because the ox will be stoned no. because witnesses already testified that the ox is going to be stoned. That your admission made you pay kofr because you admitted it was a muad. You want okay, to a mor- right. Like, there you go, and kofar is not a knas. Okay, therefore, since there are cases by um, by an, an, an ox where you will pay kofar on your own admission, so if that's true, hecha lek even if there are no witnesses and there's not going to be a kapara, and domim. At least you'll pay money, meaning somehow you, your own admission can obligate you in co by an ox in certain scenarios. So it has the power also to obligate you to pay money when there are no witnesses. You can never pay the knas by an evit on your own admission because it's always a motive the knas. Okay, if witnesses testified that the ox gored, but we don't know tam muad. But you admit that it was a muad. You'll never pay it, even if you're goring, even if you're stoning the ox you You're never going to pay the knaas al So since your own admission never has the power to obligate you in the prime payments that the Torah describes, so therefore aid him, If there are no witnesses, lo You wouldn't pay money. So to me, I don't Really get the connection, but whatever. To me, the the logic makes a lot more sense. This difference for the reason we said, but the Gemara said by by cofair, Since your admission in some scenarios can obligate you, then even when there's not going to be cofair, there will be domim by eva. Your admission will never obligate you in the shloshim, so therefore there will never be domim by your own admission. Okay, whatever. Anyway, that's how we're now explaining it. There is domim to be paid when you're not doing the Colfer, when you're not doing the the uh, whatever. When, uh, when, when you're not doing the kofor, um, the there is dumbing to be paid, but the cofair will only be when the ox is gored. Similarly, by the way, presumably here the, point, the difference was emphasized in terms of the guy's own admission. If the ox gores in Edna, Shalobik kavana, and we're saying you're not playing Shloshim Shekel, presumably if we have witnesses to that, Maybe you would still pay dummim by the evet, right? Everybody get, uh, are people with me here? The Gemara made a difference between whether your own admission could obligate you in him by an evet or a free person. But what the Gemara has introduced is, number one, that all these payments, the payments in the Torah are linked to stoning the ox, and number two, that underlying them is a possibility to be paying compensation. And the same way that's true by a ben benchorin, presumably it could be true by an evet too, if there are witnesses that the ox, that the ox gored all right? Right? So we've introduced a lot of new ideas. Now the Gemara moves on. Um, okay. Where were we? We have a b'rita that says anytime you have to pay by a free person, you pay by a slave. Bein the Kofir, bein the Nisa Whether you're paying the Kofir, or whether you're goring the ox So the Mars says, Kofir bevet miika. One minute, you never pay Kofer by a slave What does it mean? El lav it must be money So here again, we're saying there would be an idea of compensation Whether in the case of evet or in the case of Ben Chorin And we're saying whenever you would pay one, you would pay the other Whenever you would pay for a Ben Chorin, you'd pay for an evet. So if by your own admission, you would pay compensation for a Ben Chorin, because you're not paying kofar by your own admission or whatever, you're not stoning the ox, you would also pay compensation by an Evid. Okay, so we don't have, we've been trying to say there's a difference, your own admission would obligate you by a Ben Chorin and not by an Evid. here it says it's the same. Um, So... Igadami, who most of love umafarq, lost. Well, some say he asked the question and he gave the answer. Igadami, amr le answered it for him. No, no, here's how to read that right Any time you would pay by a free person, kofar. When do you pay by a free person, kofar? There was witnesses, and it was with Kavana. In that case, kofar evet knas. That was the parallel case, you would pay knas for an Evid. There had to be witnesses, and it had to be beKavana. So Koshi then calls Shiloba Kavana up in and if you would pay by a free person, you would pay, you, would pay, you would pay compensation how would you, with witnesses? What would be a case you would pay compensation with witnesses that the ox did Shiloba Kavana, so you're not going to stone the ox. you're still going to pay compensation.:
1: Kavana cavana is not the same as tam or Muach.
0: Correct. An ox is only hive if, it's a, if it, it gets stoned, it gets stoned if it's a tom, but only if it kills the person the Kavana right
1: yeah working it through so if it's a tom and there are witnesses and they killed the person but accidentally you do there's no
0: skila. For right, sure. right. The skila, regardless of muah but it requires kavana right. Okay? So, chayim be'evit shiloh be'kavanah, in dummim. Okay? So, therefore, by the slave, too, if you're not going to pay the shloshim, you're going to pay the damin because, in a case when you have witnesses. So, what we are saying is, it's getting, I know, a little complicated. Maybe I should try to use this. Okay? Here's what we're saying, okay? The Torah says, Skila, kofar. Okay, this is ben chorin, right? It says skila and kofar, and by eved it says skila and Shloshin and we are saying that they are linked. Okay, when you get one, you only get the other. Okay, so in a case of no witnesses, okay, which means no skila, no skila. Okay, so therefore there's going to be no kofar. Oops, no kofar, but there's going to be dumming. We've introduced this new idea of damin by a free person, by the evidence, There's going to be no shlosim. I'm sorry, no. We've already decided no skila. Let me just this. You know what? Let me write it like this. There'll be no skila because there's no witnesses. So therefore, no kofar. Okay, but there will be damin. And here too, there'll be no skila. Because no witnesses and therefore no sloshim, but there will be dummy, which is quite interesting. Rather than paying thirty as an arbitrary price, you're now going to pay a you know a real price of compensation. That's in the case of no witnesses. Okay, so um, so in the case of witnesses,
1: no
0: witnesses shlo be right oh good point but the point is here ah 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 your good point here no witnesses but you admit okay so you're 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 Moda, okay so actually logically you should be paying dummy. thank you I forgot that you should be paying dummy. that was the most question but it said no dummy because your own admission is weaker here since this is the case of knaf, fundamentally it's a case of knaf. your own admission is your, your own admission can't be You can't obligate. Okay? Since it starts from a case of TNAS. So that's what complicated the Gemara. It said, shouldn't you be paying dumb in here? said, well, since you can never obligate yourself in the base, in the Knaas, your own admission can't, can't obligate you here either. Right, thank you. So that's where that's actually the first part which got things confused. Why
1: would there be an obligation out the asmo to pay damin. What? Like Knaas is one thing, that's imposed by Bateson, but right? there's, still, there's still
0: a monetary law. I understand, but that was the whatever, I, I can't explain it. Since oh, you, your I own admission won't obligate you in the base case in the Torah it won't obligate you in the fallback case either even though this is a case of damim, that was the Chidosh of the Gemara that's but the case of witnesses that's, shalo- that's for slave right? that's for that's a slave. slave that's slave right and this is free okay. person and
1: then you would.
0: yeah damim, you, you would pay. right okay so witnesses Shalob and also no skila, but there are witnesses so no skila, no Kofar and yes damim. And here, right, no skila, no shloshim, but yes, damim. Okay, here you would do damim, because here it doesn't need to be your admission. The weakness here is your admission can't obligate you because it doesn't obligate you in the base case of the knas. So your admission can't obligate you in the damim. Okay, but here, you will be pay, in these cases, you will be paying the damim. All right?
1: Because it's not though.
0: Alright, so basically the Gemma is introduced. There's this new idea called Tashlumen, which becomes the fallback when you cannot pay the payment in the Torah. Okay? And it would be true by eved and it would be true by ben Horin, and the only exception is the case of your own admission. Because the case of your own admission isn't powerful enough to make you pay by eved, because you never pay the base knas by the case of your own admission. Alright, so let's keep on going. So the Gemara says like this. Okay, so... Uh, if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay compensation when it was with witnesses without kavanach, so also chai be ever By the case of a slave too, there are witnesses, it's kavana. you don't stone the ox, you don't pay the shloshen, you will pay the compensation. Okay, Anway rava, ihachi, if that's true, this is great, we've now introduced this new idea of paying compensation for a human life, in a case where you're not doing the sort of initial payment in the Torah. So if that's true about an ox, what about a, the other Abbas Nezikin? What about fire? What about a well? Well, you already know the answer about a well, because it's shor velo adam, velo kalim. Humans are exempt by the case of the well, if you remember that, the death of a human. But what about a fire? Would you pay tashlumim if a fire takes the human life? Great question. Let's say you're fire shaloh with witnesses, you should pay. Now what does he mean shaloh b'kavana? Toza says it's lav dafta. We're assuming here, esho is mishum Mono, not mishum Okay? And if it's mishum Mono, if it's a type of a property of yours that damages, then the same way when your ox takes a life, if you're paying tashlumim, when your fire takes a life, even if it is kavana. Because, because the whole reason you needed it b'kavana by the ox ox was to get it out of the cofair case but by age there's no cofair by age that's worth like, taking a, a moment to appreciate your ox you're seen as liable fundamentally deserving of death you're going to bear a kapara like your fire you would think you have more liability for and the Torah never has a co- cofair for your fire your fire accidentally takes a life so your fire there's never cofair. at least you should pay compensation at least you should pay Tashlumen okay is that true or not So the Gemara says, why was Rav saying oh if that's true then you would wind up doing that maybe you should why does he take it for granted that you don't pay when your fire takes a life okay you might remember this case you have a bound up uh, uh, goat and a slave that's not bound standing next to a uh, a stack of grain they were all burnt with a fire that you let forth okay your chayef why you have to you Pay for the for the goat because it couldn't run away. So obviously you're you're paying for age. You're not going to you you, you, you the Evid could have run away. So you're not going to say kimle or are not whatever. You're not going to be chayy for the Evid. You're basically chayy in that case for the goat. Eved kofut lo Now if the Evid was bound and the and the goat was not was was uh, nearby but not bound zanisof imo You're going to be exempt exempt for you might be exempt even for the grain because of kimle. That's a separate question about that but anyway right now we're focusing on the idea that you're exempt for the slave so we're assuming why are you exempt for the slave it's your fire your fire took a human life well because the Torah never has co-fair by a fire and presumably we think it doesn't have compensation for a human life now that's interesting it wouldn't even have compensation for a human life of a slave which we could just as easily like look at as property and not look at his life but Rav is now saying why aren't you going to pay p- dummy here right it seems like you're not going to pay compensation for a human life out of the con- out of those special cases in the Torah so you say you're
1: not paying compensation for a piece of property that's the
0: thing that's why you see even a bigger finish so how much more so it's should you disturbing, but that's I understand so but it shows you there's never compensation for a human life okay Submerse this. so how could you say it's true here it's not true over there by the fire case so commercial says one minute no 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 no, that's not that your fire escaped that's that you directly burn, put your torch against the slave you murdered the slave so you're not paying because of Kimle okay but if your fire escaped and took a human life you would pay Mammon okay yes there's no Kofar by fire there is Mammon The my says Elamihah well, so here's why Ravah thinks that it's not possible for a fire like the case of fire to we're trying to bright stuff an ish is more weightier than a Bore in the case of uh, you know uh, stringent a fire is considered liable when it destroys things that are fit for it or not fit for it remember the not fit for it is like when it scorches ground whatever that's an unnormal thing you make a fire out of or whatever but a pit is exempt it's exempt by kalim It's exempt by people falling into it. It's exempt by certain things that are seen to be not normal. Okay? So that's the way in which a fire is weightier. So what... says, But you had a great... Why did it go to that example? There was a much better example if what you're saying is true. It should have said... By fire, you pay compensation for human life. By a well, you don't, because the well we have the drusha, shorvalo adam hamorvalo kalim. We know that a human life is com- fundamentally excluded by the case of the well. But if by a fire there is that compensation, that should have been a simple, powerful difference between fire and well, whether you would ever compensate a human life. So the Gemara's answer is, uh, ton of a sheer. Ah, fine, it was not a complete list, which is a very unsatisfying answer. <laughs> Okay, so says there's no proof that you don't pay compensation by fire. Why does Rava take it for granted that you don't? So the Gemara says, Ela Rava... No, no, you misunderstood Rava. When Rava said, oh, so then a fire should be paying for a human life, it was all in the tone of voice. He wasn't saying it as like astounded and challenging. It was a question. Oh, so are you saying that a fire should be paying for a human life? To see how much the tone of voice makes a difference? So Rava was asking this as a question, not as a challenge. Now that you're telling me there's an idea of compensation by an ox, for human life? What about a fire? Maybe by an ox, the Torah starts by telling you there's going to be a type of a payment, a cofair payment. Then we can say, once the Torah has told you there'll be a payment for life, if you don't pay that' you'll, you'll pay compensation. But at least we started with the Torah telling me there is a payment. Asia was kavana. you don't pay cofair. Now, again, what does that mean? Kavana. You could just say it means you never pay Kofar by H. The Torah never said Kofar by H. Rajvi also says here kavana means that you intentionally like, you know, burn somebody, you murder somebody. Okay, but that's... But we're talking even in the case where you didn't directly like light somebody a fire. Your fire escapes. Okay, but even if there was some kavana, if you didn't directly torch somebody, there's never going to be Kofar by H. The Torah never told you Kofar by H. So since there's never Kofar by H, Shalobu kavana. Um, so maybe once the Torah doesn't have Kofar, maybe, for whatever reason, ace is excluded from any type of a payment, even compensation. Odiyoma, what do we say? No, let's not start with Kofar. Let's just start, forget Kofar. Let's just start with the basic case of the ox paying compensation. An ox without Kofar, in the case of an ox chaloba cavana, there's no Kofar in that case. It's so it has nothing to do with kofar. And we say, mishalim Domin, that an ox pays compensation in cases where there's no kofar. So, by fire as well. Even though the Torah never has kofar by fire, Shalom, mishalim Domin, let's at least pay compensation by a fire. And we don't know, Teiku, and we leave it as unresolved. Now, the funny thing about all this is, everybody, and it's like we got this by you, you didn't notice it, we have no scriptural basis. To say that there's dummim by the case of Shor Shaloba Havana. The only thing the Surah has is Kofar and Shloshim. The Gemara to deal with a problem in a bretta because you're saying if you're not going to stone the ox you're not going to do kofri you're not going to do this but the bretta says you pay the gemara introduces out of nowhere the idea that there's going to be monetary payment and then we're saying oh can we learn fire from ox you made the whole thing up to begin with I mean maybe it's true but I'm just saying it's not like there's any pusuk that tells you that you know, there's compensation by, for, for human life by the case of ox so this gemara is like you idea. We've been talking about kofre and shloshim, etc. The Gemara puts on the table that when you're not paying those payments in the Torah, there will still be compensation for loss of human life. And as Tosfos points out, that might be the same amount as kofre, but might have significant different ways of conceptualizing it. And then it says, and that might not be limited to the case of an ox. It might be true by the case of fire as well, right? So even if I, when you a human being causes loss of life directly, there's no compensation. When property causes loss of life, that's the question that we uh, that we have here that we haven't like really fu- fully worked out the parameters. Okay, so we will pick up with more of this tomorrow.